welcome to another episode of Cultivate and Keep. My name is Corey, and we also have Jeremy here. Say hello. Yo, what's up? Yo, yo, what's good? We've got another episode, another cool topic for you. Um, really quickly, though, we will just uh, quickly announce, also remind you that we have our cultivateandkeep.com slash favorites page. Um, just encourage you guys to check that out. We have um, new books, podcasts, websites, things we're finding all the time. That I think will be really profitable for you. So check that out. Um, otherwise, you're ready to get into today's talk. Not yet. No? A few more announcements. Oh. Repeats. But um, we have a new Patreon supporter I wanted That's to right. share. Kevin Miller coming in with the big guns. Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. So if you guys, if you guys don't know, Patreon is a way you guys can support us. So um, if you're interested in that, you can go to cultivateandkeep.com slash support. And uh, if you want to donate to us monthly or one time, you can do that. Um, and then... Oh, one more. Ooh. We got to get Jocko Willink on yeah, this we podcast. Do. We're close, okay? So do us a favor. Uh, go to Twitter. I, how do you know how to phrase this, Corey? Do you tweet go at him? Like, what do you? What's it called? Yeah, know. you tweet at him. Okay. Or yeah, you can go to Instagram, whichever you'd like. Sorry, um, I'm a newbie to the Twitter world. But <laughs> tweet at Jocko. I sound yeah. so hip saying that. Whatever you do, tag him. Tag him. Yeah. That's the Instagram or Twitter. You know, just get his handle in there. Whether it's your story. Yeah, just put it on your Instagram story or tweet at him. Um, and say, hey, we want to hear you on the Cool Divan Keep podcast. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Our boys, Jeremy and Corey, want to talk to you. Yeah. little backstory. Also here in San Diego. Um, I said this in the last episode, but um, my wife, Connie, uh, ran into him at the airport in New York when she was flying home a couple uh, weeks ago. And she was talking to him and kind of told him that we have a little podcast. And he said he would come on it. So I'm sure he was, he was just being nice to her. But um, we want to He's a genuine him. guy. You yeah, know what? I, I met him in Boston on mm. in September. And uh, you were being a fanboy. Yeah, and I was being a fanboy. Uh, but he's super nice, super yeah. genuine. Was like the best like speaker that they had at the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, was really attentive to all the guests. Like stayed and talked to everyone. Uh, really nice guy. So uh, we really want to have him on because I know he's yeah. A legit I think guy. it's like a possibility. So anyway, yeah. you guys can help. So help us out. Um, besides that, I think we are ready to go. Cool. Cool. Um, so I w- I've been thinking recently um, about like making decisions and like kind of. Like, what does it look to have, like, forward movement in life and have progress? And, um, like, if you know me, you know that um, I've always kind of always struggled with, like, making decisions. Like, it's always been hard for me. Um, I think that I've, for the most part, have made good decisions, but, um, like, I have a hard time with doing it quickly. Like, I, I tend to just drag stuff out. Like, if I know I have to make, a, like, a choice soon, I will, like, do everything I can to put it off or to avoid it. Um and I've like been this way my whole life with like big and small choices, everything. I just tend to push, push off and then drag it out. And um, like recently, I feel like I have been improving a lot. And I've, so I've been like thankful. I've been excited about that. Um, and I think overall, it's just been like easier for me. You know, there was a while ago where I would get like anxious thinking about decisions and I like would do everything I could to avoid it. And now it's like, I, I would say like, this is still a struggle for me. Like I'm not. I have by no means like mastered or or overcome this. Right, right. Um, but I feel like it's like I kind of almost almost enjoy decisions now. I think uh, you know a while a while ago I didn't, and now it's like kind of exciting. It's new, and I, and I feel I, I think I recognize it as like opportunity rather than like dreading like what could go wrong. You know? Yeah, like forcing like oh, I have to do this yeah. like a chore. So what kind of decisions are we talking about? Well, that's a good point. So I mean, in in um. I'm going to talk more about like big decisions in life, like, you know, like career changes or stuff like that kind of just big picture, like life altering decisions. But yeah. uh, I, I do want to say like, dude, like for a long time, like I hated every type of decision, like 
where am I going to go to lunch today? Yeah. What am I going <laughs> to wear? Like, should I, you know, I mean, dude, everything's small. Like, I mean, today it happened to me. What was I doing? Um, I can't remember what it was, but I was trying to decide something super small, like along those lines today. And I like debated about it for, like two or three minutes in my mm. head, which is way too long. Like over yeah. like lunch, like, come on, just decide. Right. And right. so that's where I come from. Like, that's definitely like where I'm at of like coming from this background of every type of decision. I hate it, you know? Interesting. So I feel like a lot of that, um, I mean, I don't know. Why do you think that you struggled with it for a long time? I, yeah, I honestly have no, I, I really have no idea. I, I don't, I don't think I can like pin it. Um, I, and we've talked about last year, we talked about like anxiety a little bit and I, I shared a kind of my like ex- experiences with yeah, that. That's right. I feel like with, with that topic, cause I feel like anxiety and like decisions kind of like tie in, like, at least with me, with me, they do like before I think I hated decisions because, um, it would make me anxious. And I feel like with anxiety, I can like pinpoint like why that is and like what, where it comes from in my life. But with decisions, like I don't, I don't know, to be honest, I think, um, I think for a long time I didn't like change and I liked things to be really consistent and routine. And so I think um, like a decision or a choice meant like something new. And right. I think that's why I, I, I didn't like it. Yeah. I feel like for me a big, I mean a part of the anxiety I get about decisions and I feel like it's not, hasn't been like the biggest struggle for me, but it's just uh, kind of like the weight of like the fear of missing out or like mm-hmm. what, I mean, am I making the right decision? Like, am I choosing the right direction? Like, well, I regret this is kind of like the thing that always comes back to me is like, um, you know, if I choose this and I don't choose this, like, what am I going to think, you know, a year later or like, am I going to really like think that I was dumb or like really kind of dread that I made this decision? And then I think maybe it comes from like, uh, after you make a couple wrong decisions then you kind of start to question yourself and you like, don't want to experience that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I feel like, oh, I don't know. It's hard to be. Like when I think of like a very decisive person, you know, like I think of someone who like isn't afraid to just make a decision no matter what the consequence is. You know what I mean? Like just based off of kind of your gut feel. But there's definitely some things that come with being very decisive. Like you, you don't just choose like randomly. You know what I mean? Like you're not just like, all right, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Like you want to have like a good process behind that. Yeah. Um, I think if I had to pinpoint where it came from, I think I, I, I think back when I was younger, I remember this time I was in like a situation that was like super, super like uncomfortable for me. Like I, I didn't want to be there and I was kind of like forced into it. And uh, it was like kind of one of those things where it was like, dude, if I could redo this, I would do everything I could to not be in that position again. Mm. And I think I like now, like how I could relate it is like, I think of a decision. I think, man, like if this goes wrong or if this, like is not what I intend for it to be. Like then I'm back in that spot of being like where I don't want to be, you know, and I'm stuck there. It's kind of yeah. like what, what my mind goes to. Um, even like as small as where to go to lunch today. Well, if, what if I go get this food and I hate it and it's disgusting, it's nasty. Well, so what? Then like move on. Right. Right. But in my mind, it's like, Oh no, it's so many more. I could get sick. I could, you know, all these things kind of go in my head. Right. Mm. Big decisions like a career change or whatever, like, you know, bigger, just bigger, like those, you can't, you know, like, I say this like you have a bad lunch you get past it if you get into a bad job like well that might put you in like a really hard position you know so i think that is kind of like that it's rooted in fear really it's rooted in like an insecurity and a fear of like this if this goes wrong then i can't get out of it and i think um i'm going to talk about kind of today like where i've come in that journey but that's kind of what it's written, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's funny you mentioned like what's the worst that could happen because i feel like um i was ready to talk about like 
that's like a tool. I mean, I think it still is, but I was ready to say like, that's a, a good tool to be more decisive. It's just to say like, what is the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. But maybe for a lot of people, like that's kind of like the trigger. Then they're like going in their thing yeah. in their head thinking like, okay, well, like I said, I could, like, I could get food poisoning or like mm-hmm. I end up hating it. It's just disgusting. Or I spend more money than I thought. Or like, I don't, I don't like what I got. And then I go somewhere else and then yeah. I have to spend twice as much money or, um, uh, so it's a good kind of counterpoint, but I think also on the, on the flip side, like if you think what's the worst that can happen, that's really not that bad. Like then it, it encourages to you to be more, if it's like, you know, do I want, um, Chipotle today or do I want Chick-fil-A? They're right next to each other. I like them both. I know they're, I'm going to like both of them. Which one do I choose? Mm-hmm. Well, what's the worst that can happen? Like you're going to like both of them. So just pick one. And yeah. like that gives you a little bit of practice and a little bit of kind of momentum and, um, and being more decisive. Yeah. Well, I wrote down a few thoughts of kind of like what I've been doing recently. Yeah. So I want to go what do you, through what, them. What do you do? Well, I, I kind of broke it out like small versus like big decisions because we, we talked about the example of like where to have lunch or, you know, right. um, like bigger deal stuff. So with like small decisions, what I've been doing recently is um, like simply like if I have a choice to make a decision or not to do it, like I make the decision. Like basically hmm. I'm trying to make more choices basically is kind of what I would say. Yeah. Like do it more often. Um, and I, I think like the more I do something, the the more I do something, the better I will get at it. And if I always like put it off, then it's kind of always going to be an issue. And so now I feel like I'm kind of looking for opportunity to make a choice, whether it's like in like small scenarios, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. Like more recently with me and Connie, so she is like a bit more opinion opinionated than I am and a little stronger will than I am. <laughs> and so it's easy for us, like, oh, like where do you want to go for dinner? Where do you want to like do today? Whatever for me to be like, oh, like, whatever you want. I just I kind of just go with the flow. More recently, she's been saying, like, no, like, you pick. And like, small stuff like that has really helped me, honestly, because it's like, yeah. all right, I will make a decision. And so that's one of the ways, simply, like, looking for ways to make more decisions and, like, not walking away or hiding from it, but, like, facing it. Right. And especially with, like, small stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, Kind of, like, work up to, Because you like, can only make so many things. big decisions. But, yeah. like, with small things, yeah, like, I'm basically, like, looking for opportunity to do it. Yeah. Interesting. Well, one of the things I was thinking about, too, is how... Um, I think that a lot of people get decision fatigue a little bit because you have to be careful because if you spend all morning figuring out what to wear and Mm -hmm. where you're going to go and then like you spend the first, uh, I I feel like it's always like the, like the best kind of illustration, but like, you know how you open Netflix and you're like, okay, what are we going to watch tonight? And then you start like scrolling through Mm -hmm. and then an hour later you still haven't found anything. (laughs) Almost always me. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, but you know, like you're just like tired by the end of it. And like, I think you don't even want to watch the movie. Yeah, exactly. Like mentally, I think we, all of us have like a a kind of like a feeling like a a battery, you know, we only have so much capacity for making decisions. Mm -hmm. And so you want to make decisions, uh, like you want to be very decisive about small things and like things that maybe don't matter as much Mm -hmm. so that you have more decision power for things that really do matter and that you do ma- need to make the right choice. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, another point I've I had in my head was thinking, um, like, do the best you can to like automate like aspects of your life, like what to wear or like stuff yeah. like that. Like, one thing I try to do is like, if um, like I try to lay out my clothes the night before, if like what I'm gonna be wearing. That way, it's like I wake up, like get re- you know, shower, get dressed, go. Versus like shower, mm, what should I wear today? You no, know, so anything like small like that, just try to like automate it, kind of get it like ready. Um, that's been helpful to me because you're yeah. right. Like small things do kind of like wear on you. Yeah. So I was feeling, I mean, I have to make, I think everyone does, but I have to make a lot of decisions for work of like, 
even as, as small as like, what am I going to do today? Cause I have a whole list of things that I could do, but mm-hmm. it's like, where do I really spend my time this month? That's going to make right an now, impact yeah. Yeah, like right now. Um, and so one of the things that was, I, I just like felt it kind of dragging down on me was, was actually lunch because I work from home. And so it's not like I can just go, uh, like go grab some, I mean, I, I could, but since I work from home, I have a great opportunity to make lunch and yeah. something that's healthier and, you know, to actually make it myself and it's a lot cheaper. Um, but I always felt like, oh, like I have to, I was dreading just what am I going to make? Like there's so many different options. I have to go check what's in the fridge, what's mm-hmm. in the pantry. Like what are the things that, you know, like do I have all the ingredients for the thing that I'm, I might want to make or, um, and then I just decided like, no, these are the three things that I'm going to have for lunch. I'm going to have no, stuff I got ready. It, I got it. I got okay, it. It's the, me. okay. It's an egg and toast and sausage. Yep. That's one. That's meal. one of them. Tuna sandwich. Yep. That's salad. Boom. Yep. That's it. That's Corey's big three. That's right. So it's now every day it's going to be one of those three. And I just have to, to decide between those three instead of whatever, yeah. I don't know, hundreds of things that I could go buy or go get or go make or put together. Um, and it makes it a lot easier. And that way I have more decision power for the things that really matter. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know, like who are we going to partner with or how are we going to grow this month or, um, you know, other things that have a lot more weight and actually do matter in the end, which one I decide yeah. to do. Yeah, that's super good. I think that's like a like nitty gritty detail that like people might think, why are we talking about like your lunch? But I think like the more we, you can recognize like stuff like that, that you can just kind of identify like the options and then narrow it down. Like it makes overall, like, I think your life more simple and yeah. easier. Well, this was just really quickly this is another cliche example but steve jobs was you know he was really kind of uh famous infamous i don't know which one it was but for wearing this exact same thing every single day so he wore the black turtleneck with his uh levi you know jeans and white uh i don't know they're like new balancers like costco classics whatever they were but it was the exact same thing every day and he did that very intentionally because he didn't want to have to think about what am i going to wear today when he's running Apple, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like one of the most successful companies ever. And he has mm-hmm. to make hundreds of tiny, but also really significant decisions every single day. Okay. Um, so if you're feeling kind of fatigued, that's one of the good ways you can reduce that fatigue and, and give yourself your more capacity. Yeah. Or ha- I mean, even if yeah. it's like, you know, obviously we don't all want to wear this exact same thing every single day, but figure out the night before, you know, when it's a little bit easier or funner, mm-hmm. you can lay it out. And then that way you don't have to wake up and figure it out. Yeah. It's one less thing you have to do for that day. Yeah. Um, another thing I've been like, trying to do is like uh, looking back and like thinking through um, and like reflecting on decisions that I have made, like the good ones, like mm. recognizing like, I think for me, um, I said earlier, like before I would look at a choice and I would think, man, like this has changed. This is something new. This is going to be hard. And I think now I'm seeing it as more as like opportunity because I, I can look back and look, you know, look through all like the recent uh choices i have made and i can see like the good that's come from that and the progress and so yeah. um i think just trying to recognize that trying to see like the good that can come from decisions like it it can mean progress and it can mean like advancing and just you know new and good stuff and so that's what i've been doing it's been helpful to think oh man like i have been you know making good choices i have been you know d- you know doing better in this area and it's been encouraging to me where do you like keep that or like, you know, go to look back on? Yeah. Well, I, we've talked about recently, like uh, I've been doing uh, journaling a lot and that's been helping mm. me. So like, I don't want to be clear. I don't keep a journal or like a, a record of my small decisions. So Dear I'm, I'm diary. Pro- Today like this, I made a decision. <laughs> I chose to go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> Yay me. <laughs> uh, I thought I was joke, but, um, this probably should be under like the big decisions category, but 
um, yeah, I just journal my thoughts and kind of what's going on in my life. And so you'll literally just flip back through the pages. Yeah, and kind of look through it. Yeah, kind of skim over mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good one. Never would have thought about that. Um, so for like bigger decisions, kind of what I've been doing more. Um, the first thing is kind of funny. I put this. This probably isn't really for me. This might be help, to help someone else. But I put to slow down and think it through. Mm. I have no problem doing that. I probably do it too much. <laughs> yeah, I like too really slow. slow down. Um, but yeah, so I would say like, slow down, like think it through. Um, and then I, I said like, write down your thoughts, like what, what you, what kind of goes through your head, like write it down. I've, I have found like, this is probably the the best way I have like improved in making decisions is I just make a list. Like I, I found that I've have like a lot going on in my head, like a lot of thoughts, a lot of changing emotions. And so if I have like a b- decision to make, I will like, you know, pick a page or whatever and I'll write down every like thought or idea under that like topic and when I get it all on paper or like on a computer or whatever, I, when I get it written down, it helps me to like really like look at it as a whole. And I, I have found like there's been times where I've been like daunted by like a big task or like a big move or, or choice. And when I write it down, I'm like, oh, dude, this is like totally doable. Like this is really like I can I can do this. And I or maybe it's more clear. Like, yeah, what to it's decide very on. clear. And it's yeah. I think just like seeing it on paper, like I can like put together kind of like the order of like operations of like what to do. So I think writing it down is huge. Like if you don't write things down, like of what to do, like it's all in your head and your mind gets clouded and it becomes overwhelming and daunting. And so like for me, that's been like the biggest like benefit is just writing my thoughts down. Yeah. That's a good one. I feel like this is um a really underrated point. That's for what like I was going to say. We know this. Like this isn't like new information. Yeah. But, but like I, I find myself not doing it a lot. And when, right. when I do it, it's so helpful. But especially for things that maybe even seem like a really obvious decision. Um, mm. I was, I just remind me of, uh, when back in November, when I was interviewing with Barometrics and, uh, obviously I wanted the job and I applied for the job and for a few months, you know, we were talking back and forth and it was something I was really excited about. But then when I actually got offered the job, um, I really, I was like very intentional about kind of slowing down and not accepting it right away. So I told him like, Hey, uh, you know, this is, you know, right in the middle of, um, uh, Thanksgiving was right around the corner. My dad had just passed away. Like I had just taken a week off and like, uh, I sort of, I wanted to just say right. Yes. Right away. Like just kind of get it over with. And, you know, I wanted to accept it before, I don't know, something happened. Like he was like, it's like, you know, we have someone else or sorry, it's too late. Um, but I forced myself to, to, to tell him, um, Hey, like, can I take, you know, a week or can I get back to you next Friday and just think it through, just make sure, just, you know, um, dot my eyes, cross my T's. Um, so I think it's good. Like, I think there's a lot of things that maybe seem like they're very obvious decisions. This is kind of a, di- a, co- a dichotomy from earlier. We were talking about like being very decisive, but especially when it's a good thing, like slow down a little bit and just, mm-hmm. you know, allow it to kind of mull over and just allow yourself to think through it and, you know, make a list and write down your thoughts and just kind of go through everything before you really, you know, say yes or for, yeah. before you really make the decision. Yeah. I think that, um, I guess it depends like where you come at this with, you know, if you're someone that you make decisions too quickly and it's easy for you, then yeah, definitely slow down. Like and be more like methodical about it. Um, if you're someone like me, that's like, you tend to kind of shy away from decisions. Well, you know, make a list, write out the pros and cons, like write it all down on paper and then like go through it. But don't Uh, just procrastinate or just don't, you know, put it off. Yeah. Well, I found like writing it down, like, it, om- it almost turns it into like a to-do list in a sense. Like okay, mm. now it's on paper. Like now like I know what has to get done or, or, you know, what are the options and then I, I can go do it. So for me, that's been like, dude, night and day, like super helpful. Yeah, that's a good one. 
Um, another one I, I said, again, like an obvious one, but I said like submit yourself to someone who has more life experience than you, you know, whether like a mentor or like, a, you know, an older friend or someone that you respect and um, like simply just like do what they say. Like that's kind of what I was thinking. Like I think we, a lot of us have like mentors or people we go to and we just, maybe we, we bounce ideas off them and that's kind of like the extent of it. But like, dude, like do what they say. Like if they give you advice, right. then do it. Like don't just like, you know, hear and go, okay, and then do your own thing. Like, what's the point? Like, you know, find someone you, like, really respect, and then, um, like, like I said, just simply do what they say. And so, like, recently I've been doing that, and I feel like it's been paying off so far. So, mm. And yeah. I, I want to clarify, not just, like, blindly do what they say, right. but I, I think um, it's important to, like, kind of narrow down, like, who who are the ones that you go to, and I think you should pick, you know, one or two guys or girls that, like, like this is kind of like someone, you know, you're giving them authority like over your life in a sense and you're giving them permission to speak to you and, and you're going to follow basically, you know? And I yeah. think if you can, if you can identify someone like that, then yeah, follow their advice and do it. Yeah. I think the key there too is to find someone you said, uh, to someone who has more life experience, but especially like with the thing that you're exactly. struggling with yeah, too. Like point. I wouldn't go to my, you know, single counselor about my marriage because he's not married and um or he has never been married or you know like i also wouldn't go to um i don't know my friend for like career advice because Mm -hmm. he's never been in my career like i would want to go to someone who has been in those shoes or has taken that step or has been even in this industry or maybe just knows kind of business more kind of it um or whatever like you know um but like I wouldn't also take like business advice from your pastor. I mean, mm-hmm. he could tell you like, you know, I'll pray for you or maybe he gives you some good insight based on past experience. But like, you know, I think you get the idea, like figure out who is the best to help you with this mm-hmm. decision yeah. and then trust them with their insight. Yeah. I, I put this one down. Cause I was thinking like, um, I didn't say like pick uh, like your mentor. I said like someone with more life experience. Right. Because you know? like you just said, I think it's kind of broken out into categories. I don't think it's like, one mentor for every area of life, I think you should have like a business mentor and like a, you know, maybe like a marriage mentor. I don't know, like just different areas. And I think, um, anyway, I wrote it down because I think it's easy to like have a mentor or have someone you go to, but then like to just not have any action with it. And I, mm-hmm. I just think like it's important, like again, like to narrow it down to someone, a few people you highly respect and like follow their advice. And like, you know, there's a reason why, like if that person is, is successful, is a reason why they are. And, yeah. um, yeah, well, and it's encouraging to know, like, I'm not the first one to go through this or to make this decision, mm-hmm. you know, and like someone else has literally done the exact same thing. Well, great. Like, that's like a cheat code for life. You know, maybe I can just go ask them what they did and how they would go about it differently or like what advice they have for me. Well, fantastic. Like, I don't have to do this alone. I don't have yeah. to just, you know, guess or try to figure it out. I can go to someone else who has a lot more insight. Yeah, I, I think... um they think of that verse in Proverbs that they think it's something like there's, uh, there's like there's wisdom or in the, in the abundance of counselors or there's mm. peace in the abundance of counselors. Yeah, and I I've been thinking like, um, recently when I've gone to someone and like followed what they say, like I feel like I have like just so much peace surrounding me. Like when I do that, and I think f- a big reason why I didn't like decisions before was that I would like have no peace and I would be like super stressed out and like worried. And I and I think now like, dude, if you find someone to like submit under and follow their like their guidance then like dude you are most of the time filled with peace like i found myself just being so peaceful when i've yeah. made new decisions so yeah. that's it's been super helpful that's a good one um another one um i put in core this is shout to you bro <laughs> shout out to me uh, hey. i said include close friends like in like the process right and again i'm talking under like big choices 
like include people that you are because i think you need to have like you know obviously like someone you go to who's ahead of you in life but also like just your friends or your peers that know you well like include them on the process and um i i think like it's important to like limit the size of that like circle you have and not just like every friend you have but you know pick you know one or two or three or four just close friends and include them and say hey like here's my thoughts of what's going on here's like the pros the cons like the good the bad the ugly and what do you think? And I kind of picked their brain. Um, I've been doing that recently with you, and it's been helpful. Dude. Like super helpful to me. Yeah. I I often will call Corey in the middle of the day. Hey, bro, can you talk to him? Like, yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk for you know thirty minutes to an hour, and it's helpful to me. It helps right. me to like process. And if you don't have like a friend like that, like find someone because that's that's good for you to do. It can be. Um, oh, I think it's like a form of accountability. Like if I come to Corey, hey, do you like have this idea? What do you think? You know, and he gives me his thoughts. I take an hour of his time. The next day, I have a whole new idea. He's probably like, dude, what the heck? Like, because, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think it's accountability. But also, um, I think it's just like, it's good to loop people in. I think it's helpful and it can be, um, it can help you process. So. Yeah. And pick people who aren't just going to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's funny. I, I started reading a little bit of this book called The Mom Test. The Mom um, Test? The Mom Test. <laughs> yeah. And it's about kind of like finding and validating business ideas. Because if you go to your mom, you're like, hey, mom, I have this idea for, you know, the next Facebook. She's going to be like, awesome. Like, go on, do it. That's the best <laughs> idea ever. <laughs> when in reality, it might be a really stupid idea mm-hmm. and, like, it's never going to go anywhere. Um, but there might be a tendency, too, to, like, I'm just going to go talk to you and ask the people who I think are going to kind of tell me where I'm leaning towards. Mm-hmm. Like, no, find people. Like, have, a, have a really tight inner circle of people who are going to challenge you when it's necessary and who are going to tell you if you're wrong or who are going to give you a different perspective or maybe not get it right away or going to need some more explanation, but you know, have the right people who are, um, uh, who aren't just going to say yes. You know, like you mm-hmm. don't, the, like the point of it isn't just to go like bounce an idea off of them and then be like, cool, thumbs up. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Well, like, know? what's the point of that? Like, yeah, you know, you want to find people who are going to like really think it through with you and are really going to be objective and unbiased and mm-hmm. and be another brain for you like not just you, know, you have to get out of outside of your own head yeah good um the last one i put down um i don't have like a ton of experience with this one yet but i, I feel like i want to be i want to get there but i think just like not being afraid to fail like not being afraid to make a bad decision you know mm. i think like if you can try to like focus more on like attempting stuff and like trying new things rather than focusing on like the result of that. Like that, I think I'll further you in life. And I think yeah. like for me, it's so easy when I think of a choice, I think of like the outcome. And I think, um, I don't know, just the more I can focus on like attempting and trying and putting out effort rather than like the result, like that's going to further me and I'll, I'll do better. So yeah, I, I don't feel like I'm there yet. I feel like I'm definitely like trumped more by the outcome right now. Like I, by, I want to get to a spot to where, like I'm not a tra- I'm not afraid to try something new, you know. Hmm. In other words, like not being afraid to make a decision, knowing that I might not be like the best or the right decision, or like like it may not be the outcome I wanted. Like you know, let's mm. say I decide, hey, I'm gonna go pursue okay, this outcome. new career because it's a better opportunity and it's you know it's what I think I want, right? I go get that job, I do it, and let's say I just I don't do well at it and I fail, and the six months they let me go, I have to find a new job. Well, like if, you know, if, if I fast forward six months, like I probably wouldn't like regret that decision. Like, I, I might in the moment, but I think in a grand scheme of life, like I will learn from that and it yeah, will make me better. And so I'm, I, that's kind of what I mean. Like don't, don't shy away from opportunity because you're afraid to fail. Like just go do it basically. You yeah. Know? Yeah. If, definitely. if it's like within parameters of, you know, guidance and counsel and all that. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Something I always think about is um, 
like there, there's always kind of two parts of it, which is like, what's, what's the worst that can happen, which is kind of like, you know, it channels your inner pessimism and, um, you have to kind of get really realistic and objective. Uh, but then also think about what's the best that yeah. can happen. Like what's the best outcome from mm. this? And especially when you're deciding between two things, you might find that, uh, you know, one, you know, the, the worst case is like, you know, you were there for six months and then you get let go and you have to go find a new job. Just like, ah, oh, that sucks. You know, you didn't do it that well. It's a blow to the ego. You have to find a new career. Um, but it's not the end of the world. But maybe the best yeah. case is that you really exceed and exactly. you get promoted. It's great. Maybe with the other job, the worst case is, you know, you get fired after three months um, and, uh, and I don't know, it, it takes a blow or you like you, you moved somewhere for it and they have to move back or find a place to live. And maybe the, the outcome isn't as great. You know, maybe it's like you do well, but not that much, you know, better than you would have before. Mm -hmm. Well, now it gives you a little bit more perspective about like, you know, which one has less risk and more reward and which one, you know, has more risk and, and less reward. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of how I always think about it. And I think most, most things like you want to, you want to kind of push yourself to go for like the best case outcome. Like you said, without thinking about like, what's the worst that could happen. Um, and you know, you want to challenge yourself to just kind of push yourself and to mm -hmm. go for things that you don't think are possible or that you don't think are realistic or maybe a little bit scary. Um, I remember like actually with, with bare metrics too, uh, one of the kind of helpful things for me was, was doing that exact exercise of, you know, if I stay where I'm at, the worst thing that could happen is that, you know, I stay there, you know, not super happy to challenge for another few months or a few years or whatever it is. Um, and then, you know, it's not so bad. The wor the, the best case scenario is I get promoted and I get, you know, kind of a new responsibility and it's better. Mm -hmm. With bare metrics, it was, you know, the worst case is I'm there for six months to a year. I don't like it. I don't do that great. And I find a new job. The best case scenario is I love it and I excel and I learn a ton and, you know, it could be like a really kind of career changing, uh, you know, shot for me that gives me a lot of momentum upward in, in, the, in the right direction. And then it really became obvious, like, this is the thing that I need yeah. to do. Like, this is, you know, I definitely want to optimize for that outcome. And because really what the worst that can happen is not that bad. Yeah, I think... Um like your point to like every decision is going to have like the worst case and the best case scenario. And I think um, like if you build a fence around like, okay, in, any opportunity that ha that seems to have like a, you know, really big, um, like really big worst case, like if you build a fence around those ones and then that means with those decisions, you don't move forward. Like, well, you're, you're going to miss out on so many potential like good yeah opportunities. And so um, kind of like you said, like just acknowledging both and then like recognizing they're both going to have like both sides and then like, if it if it makes sense then do it and I, and I feel like i brought that point up because i think it's easy to um be held back by by fear of the results and i think like if you can identify this is a good decision and there is good there's more like weight on the good side then go for it and don't don't yeah. focus on the negative and if you fail like that is okay you know you you can recover and i think the idea of failing is like it's so daunting and it's so like, oh man, my whole life is in shambles. And I think the reality is like, just not like in most scenarios, like it's not, you know? Yeah. And so I think maybe there's a little bit more, like too much focus on, uh, like, oh dang, I just lost my, lost my train of thought a little bit. Oh, uh, it's a little bit too focused on, oh dang it. Oh, I really just lost it. That's the worst. Um, 
the oh, I was going to go on um wow I real I have a really good point just give me one second to think about it it was about uh the worst case scenario no the best case the worst that can happen oh which one would you regret more yeah. so like I think we focus on like I I don't want to regret doing this decision but which one would you regret not doing? Mm-hmm. And that's probably the, the thing that you should do. Um, you know, if I, if I stay, you know, for example, like a job, if you're kind of okay at your job and you're kind of not happy, but not unhappy there. Um, but and you had a great new career opportunity. Would you really regret not taking it and like not knowing, you know, what would happen or how things could be different? Um, or would you not regret more staying there? And it's like you want to, you know, optimize for what you would really regret not doing. Well, yeah, you take a choice like that. You think of like your career and think of like those around you, like in your workspace, whether they are competitors or coworkers. You kind of think think of it as like a grid, like a race. Everyone's moving. Everyone's going forward. And if like at some point you for some reason stop and you say, you know what, I'm staying here. I'm not going to go to the next opportunity. Yeah. Well, it's like everyone else keeps going and you stopped. And so it's like, then what? Like you, in a sense, like, can, can fall behind. And I think... You have to look at it like that, especially if it's like a career move or like something like that opportunity. Like someone's going to take that if you don't. And I think you have to look at that and think, man, like, okay, if they're moving forward, then I got to keep moving as well. Yeah. And big part of it too. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that could be easily kind of misconstrued into like follow your heart or like just do whatever you feel like the most strongly well, that's what towards. I'm saying, Corey. <laughs> yeah. Just exactly. Just be more decisive. Just follow your heart. Um, well, no, we're talking in context with, like, um, like thinking through and having counsel on, the, on yeah. these opportunities. And yeah. I'm not saying like, hey, it comes up, everyone else is everyone else is making moves, like you make a move too. Like, no, like yeah. if this is something you thought through and weighed out and got counsel and had you know talked it through and thought it through, and if it's good, don't let fear hold you back. Is kind of yeah. what I'm trying to say. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, but let's take like an example, like moving to another city or another state, for example. Um, let's say that. Uh, maybe you're not happy with kind of where you are or it's too expensive. Like, okay, let's take San Diego specifically. Okay. Let's say that I'm considering moving away because it's really expensive here and we're never going to be able to buy a house and we don't you moving where I don't know, maybe. And we're not going to be able to, I don't know, live like the life that we want to with a big house and a big yard for all of our kids and dogs. Okay. For example. Um, so we're trying to decide, uh, if we're going to move or not, then you would want to think about like, would I really regret regret uh, not moving and you know not experiencing a new city or having a new place or something that's lower cost of living or maybe the the thing that I do, or would I really not regret um, staying here because this is where my family is and this is what I've known my whole life and uh, and I know the city and I, and I love it. Um, when you put it in that perspective, right, it gives you a little bit more perspective of yeah. um, instead of like would I really regret moving or would I really regret staying? It doesn't really help you that much. But thinking about which one you would regret not doing gives a little bit more perspective. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, I mean, that was pretty much all that I wanted to talk about. I think that, um, like, I, I bring this up because, like, for me personally, I'm, I'm going through, like, a, like a opportunity right now in front of me. And so I have, I've had to decide, like, what to do. And I'm not ready to share it yet. But I just, um, I don't know, I, I feel like, for me recently, like my life has the last year has been like a oh, probably a year and a half. It's just been like decision after decision after decision. Yeah. <laughs> choice. It's hard to say that. <laughs> um, a lot of choices to make. And 
I think I, I kind of thought there was going to be a point in my life to where I would go through that season of making choices and then it would calm down. Kind of what I'm finding is uh, like, yeah, it's just like, it's not stopping. Like there's always going to be a new opportunity or new like choices to make. And so, um, I don't know. I, I wanted to like share this and hopefully it's encouraging or hopeful to you. If you find yourself not liking choices, like you can, you can get better. You can improve. Like I, I thought my whole, <laughs> I thought I would never get better. And, um, I, I do find myself improving. Like, again, I'm not where I want to be, but I feel like um, it's so much better. And so I hope that's encouraging. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's kind of. Yeah. It. I mean, I think if anything, like the moral of this is like have at least some sort of process or yeah. criteria for making decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, don't rely on yourself. Don't rely on your gut. Don't put it off. Don't wait for someone else to make the decision for you. Right. Have something in mind. I mean, these are all really good points about um, take it slow, like write it all down think about which one you would regret not doing have wise counsel of people who have gone and done this same thing before you have the wise counsel of you know friends and family who can give you insight um and like those are all kind of oh, i have one more dude i can't believe i thought i forgot this one okay, probably the most me. important one dude i don't know i forgot this uh I like i know what you're gonna say mm, okay ho- hopefully not Go ahead. but uh <laughs> like just like turn off the noise and like get alone, like alone with your thoughts and like pray. Hmm. Um, yep. that That's has been by far the biggest one. Yeah. I recently heard this, uh, kind of funny. I heard it on a podcast, but he said, um, for every hour of like, uh, learning and, and like listening, um, then follow it up with an hour of silence. So, right. So every hour Oof. of like a podcast or like an audiobook, whatever, then do an hour after that of, of like letting it soak in. And, I'm the opposite of that. I will like listen and learn all day long and yeah. more too. Yeah. And so that was super challenging. And so, um, like recently I've just been trying to, sp- um, spend a lot more time than normal. I'll like drive in silence. I'll like, walk the dog in silence. of just like thinking, mm. um, recently it's been thinking through the, like this big decision, but oh, yeah, dude, get alone, turn off the noise, think things through and like pray it in silence. I think it's for me, it's been so helpful. Yeah. That's probably <laughs> the biggest one. I can't believe I forgot that one. Yeah. That and like writing things down have been the biggest. I feel like we touched on it earlier in another episode just about silence and Mm -hmm. maybe it was like the one about social media or something i'm sure we did but dude i I don't know what it's been but like the last couple weeks i've been i've been super like kind of over podcasts ironically (laughs) um just because i mean for like the last couple years i've been listening to podcasts or audiobooks for like hours a day um i just felt so burnt out like it just felt like a drone, you know, in my head going over and over and over again. And so I started taking the dog on a walk and, and either playing music, which was kind of just like, you know, it's, it's different. It's a little bit less, mm-hmm. uh, you know, noisy in the way of like information, um, or just doing it in silence or just like sitting out on my balcony and like mm-hmm. eating my lunch without my headphones in or, you know, without something playing on the TV or, uh, or just, you know, just sitting there and, and, uh, just kind of being alone with, with myself even if it's not in like the context of making a decision, giving yourself to the time space, to be silent dude. in the space, the decision will make themselves like you will come to the right conclusion, whether or not you're trying to make a decision or not. Dude, this um kind of funny. What I just shared, it came from a podcast, <laughs> but uh, the episode, the guy was talking about like, um, cause they were asking him, like they were interviewing this guy who's like pretty, pretty successful. And they were asking, Hey, like, you know, what are your routines? Like, what do you do? Blah, blah. Like, kind of like your tricks for s- tricks for success. And he said like the biggest thing he does is an hour in an hour out for that noise. I was, I was talking about. And he said he just spends time like literally walking in silence and like he, he'll do at least, I think he said two hours a day wow. of walking in silence. And he said, That's in lot. that is a ton, dude. He said in that time is when, 
like the majority of his thoughts come. So this guy has written, I think, 13 books, he said. And he said he'll, huh. he like gave some number, I forget what it was. He'll spend like something crazy. Like he'll spend 30 hours before he writes a book, he'll spend 30 hours like just in silence walking. And he like lives in like, in like nature apparently. So he'll just go walk. He lives like, in nature. Yeah. He lives like, <laughs> in, like he lives in like a secluded It's like the area. most like city thing I've ever heard. He lives in nature. Dude. <laughs> he lives in the you forest. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> he lives in the cabin. Out of he wood. lives in nature. Um, He lives like in a secluded home. Okay. And he said, like, if I if I write a book, I will spend like thirty hours, like I'm making up a number. But I'll spend thirty hours like walking and thinking and kind of letting it all marinate and ponder. And then I'll spend, you know, ten hours writing whatever. I don't know. Th- that's an example. Yeah. But it's kind of like that idea of like, if you have like four hours to chop down a tree, right? You can spend you know the first three hours sharpening your your saw, and then the last hour cutting versus the whole time cutting and not getting any, getting anywhere you yeah, know with, with a dull blade or, yeah and yeah. so like um kind of that same like idea you know yeah very 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 underrated um i feel yeah i think it gives a lot more clarity in general again it's kind of like that decision fatigue of just like mind and like thinking fatigue like you you can't just always be taking stuff mm-hmm. in or listening or being like consuming you know on your phone or on the tv or, or mm-hmm. whatever else like you need time to just be silent, be by yourself. Yeah, I mean, I found, like, it really makes it easier. I mean, when you have more time, like, in silence, like, your mind your mind can, like, absorb more. It can, like, rest and yeah. um, kind of take more in. So it really makes it easier. Yeah, so. definitely. Cool. These are really good points. Yeah, I think fun. that's a good one. Cool. Well, thanks again for listening. Uh, you can give us a six-star rating on iTunes. Uh, share this episode wherever you listen to your podcasts. If it's on um, if it's on the Apple podcast, if it's on Spotify, Overcast, uh, Cast, I don't know. There's so many different podcast apps now. It's crazy. Um, but share them wherever you'd like. Tag us uh, on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, all the things. You can always reach us at cultivateandkeep.com. And um, otherwise, we will talk to you in the next one. Peace. Peace.